Welcome to the Tech Bytes podcast. AI is making its way into network operations, and on today's episode, sponsored by Nokia, we're going to talk about how Nokia has developed a chat GPT-based application that runs on its SR Linux network OS. This means network engineers can use this app to query about network state, ask troubleshooting questions, check configurations, search logs, and quickly sort through reams of documentation. Our guest from Nokia to tell us more is Alan Jarrett, Director, Data Center Switching Business Development. Alan, welcome to the podcast. So before we get into the details, overall, how does Nokia see AI and machine learning impacting network operations? Good question. I would say it's an evolving um, answer as well. In terms of some of the experimentation that we've been doing with chat uh, GPT integration, it's probably opened up some different uh, types of use cases and different than our perception maybe a year ago. Uh, some of it is related to, well, how chat uh, GPT or generative uh, AI can be used for educational purposes. Uh-huh. In particular, we integrated it with uh, our uh, network operating system, so what we call SR Linux. And, uh, you know, we integrated that and what we see some of the use cases, some of the first use cases are really around uh, uh, learning the system. So being able to interact with the system in a more natural language, not having to uh, uh, know the exact uh, CLI and getting some useful information back on first how to do things on the network operating system. What you're alluding to there is that one of the challenges with switching vendors, because Nokia SL Linux is still new and it has a command line interface, And if your fingers might be used to using another CLI, or even if you're new to networking, mastering that command line interface can take time, right? So if you could reduce that, that would help people get up to speed quicker? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say, yeah, multi-vendors or uh, different technologies and how you get up to speed, how you become a power user is the question here. And uh, a lot of times having access to experts is a good way of improving your knowledge and becoming right. a power user. This so you're of- using chat GPT integration to be like a, how do I, I guess what I'm trying to grip here is how does chat GPT do that? Do you sit there and say like, what, what's the command line for this and chat GPT answers? How, what's the shape of that? Yeah, you can exactly ask that type of question. You can ask it how to configure any type of uh, overlay service, whatever task that you have to do right now. If you want to ask mm. uh, also information that, uh, you know, can access uh, state information and, and logs. So you can ask about the health of uh, BGP peers, for example, right. for example, and it can come back with answers on that. And even, you know, when there are errors there, you can ask, you know, how do I resolve this? How do I, uh, uh, what's a, a resolution to a particular problem. There's a video that you asked me to watch before you started this show. So I, I want to make, so if you want, if people want to see this video, cause I'm going to reference it. But one of the questions I saw you ask there is, are there any drop packets on any interfaces? Now that's literally what you typed. You typed ask AI space, R space there, space any drop. That was all the question that you asked. And it goes off and literally queries all the interfaces, the, I presume the active interfaces in a switch. Actually, respond saying yes, there are dropped interface pa- packets on some interfaces. Here they are, and it goes out to list the interface, subinterface, and the number of discarded packets. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So you could get to uh, that same information mm. uh, using uh, CLI, you know, the show info uh, commands. Mm. But this is a more natural approach, and actually enables you to, you know, sift through some of the uh, details as as well and get to the information you're particularly looking for. 
Right. So how do I use this application? We're talking about querying this sort of chat GPT function. Am I popping out of my network management console to, to use this? Or am I actually in the CLI that I'd be in if I was doing things you know, with my switches anyway? Yeah, this is uh, an integration right at the uh, switch. So you can also, it's also applicable, you know, for an integration at the network management system. Uh, but this one is is actually using uh, the uh, the network operating system and integration there. So one of the key things about uh, SR Linux is is just its openness and its ability to support uh, DevOps. And so in this case here, what we did, so really as a you know proof of concept experiment was uh, to take SR Linux, just a, a, an already released version of it, use the NDK, build a quick uh, application, local application. We just call it Ask AI, and that uh, calls the, the Open AI uh, uh, APIs. And uh, you can start uh, making uh, uh, questions or sending questions into uh, to chat GPT or to open AI. Key point is, is uh, that uh, just being able to uh, access uh, the uh, log and the uh, uh, state information and be able to do a, uh, mm. uh, an agent there, essentially, uh, do that very quickly without uh, you know having to wait for the next release of uh, the software. Okay, and I'm doing this right in the CLI then? Yeah, in this case, you're doing it uh, right in the CLI. So it's uh, just another CLI prompt to ask mm -hmm. AI, and then you can carry on with uh, a question that, uh, that you can uh, send to uh, chat uh, GPT. So effectively, you're using the chat GPT, the large length model, to, to create the show commands or the query commands that you would normally type. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And would this just work on that specific switch that I'm in, or can it tell me information about you know all the switches that I've got in my data center, for example? Uh, well, this one in particular, because it's an integration at uh, SR Linux at the network operating system, it's really telling you about its view of the world. So okay. it can tell you about its peering systems and the health of those, but really from that perspective. The next part of this is, of course, uh, being able to do it at the uh, an integration uh, uh, network-wide as, as well. So that's, but th at this point, uh, it's uh, for, for this stage, it's at the uh, SR Linux. Okay, but that's still, I guess, a pretty powerful tool because if I do need to get information about a specific device and the other devices it can see or it's supposed to be connected to, I can go to that device and actually just start typing in plain language queries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're still going to have, uh, you know, there's still going to be operators that go to CLI and have to do particular functions. And so long as that's uh, still there, which uh, which uh, the, it will be, mm -hmm. uh, then this has uh, utility for that. Okay. Uh, and so we, I think you mentioned logs. Uh, what other kinds of data is it ingesting and, and where is it getting it from? Directly from the, the NAS? Yeah, directly from the NAS. It's able to fetch uh, state information. And by state information, so any of the, uh, like I said earlier, about any of the operational measurements and about status of uh, any of uh, the objects, so interface status, drop packets, and all the logging information is mm. available. And of course, it has, uh, you know, we trained it the user guides and troubleshooting guides. So we've trained it with that information as well. You mean Nokia's own documentation on, on its own products? Yep, correct. Okay, so if I wanted to get sort of an example config, I could just ask it to go fetch it and it will print it out for me essentially in the window? Yeah, it's uh, so one of the use cases is really just asking it how to, uh, you know, configure a Mac uh, VRF. You know, you can search through the user documentation and, and find the answer and, and configuration examples for that. But this does it for you. 
Okay, so that would save a lot of time, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, you know, one of the the first uh, ways, like I said, for education. So you can just put this into a, a lab as as well, and with that, you can start uh, doing your your own experimentation and and start learning how to well interact with ChatGPT, but also it'll provide you with uh, yeah, here's a. Uh, uh, guidelines for configuring the device using the, the CLI. So do I need to learn like any specialized terms or queries to get information out of it? Or can I just, you know, do colloquial things like, you know, is this interface up or down? What's the health of this system, et cetera? Exactly. You don't have to learn the terminology. It may not, you know, it's it's an alternative to to knowing the details of the CLI. So you can use uh, your own natural language there and it'll, uh, infer what uh, what you're looking for sometimes you will get uh, different uh, results we've seen that and uh, and with uh, you know more training that we're doing it on more usage we expect the answers to get uh, uh, refined and get better but uh, in some of the in the demo you'll see in in some cases uh, the uh, ask ai comes back with uh, answers that are not uh, that uh, satisfying in some cases and say <laughs> not sure what the answer is huh. which is kind of interesting but if you ask it again it comes back with a more specific uh, uh, answer okay so this is maybe where we're getting that term i'm hearing sort of bubble up like query engineering where folks have to sort of you know, in general, you can use sort of colloquial language. Sometimes one way, to, a, a different phrase will produce a different result, a result that may be more accurate or satisfying. Yes, correct. Okay. Mm. You do have to master the concept of an AI prompt. So you, you ask questions, but sometimes asking questions in a different way. It's not just similar to talking to people in person. Sometimes right. you can ask a person. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just you can't just say sudo and then type the command on people all the time. Sometimes you have to ask the question the right way to get a valid answer. If that if that makes sense. Yes, that is true. And sometimes yeah. uh, you know, there's also the context of the conversation as well. In some of the experimentation that you do with it, and even in the recorded demo. You'll see that uh, sometimes it wasn't always alignment with uh, what the context was. Yeah, you may be thinking you're talking about a specific interface, but uh, Chat GPT has a slightly different context. So it does take uh, some uh, trial and error to refine that as well. Mm -hmm. But I think, I mean, one thing that makes me feel better is one of the main sources that it's uh, getting information from is Nokia's own documentation, where presumably that's a reliable source. So. I'm guessing issues around, you know, we're hearing things like AI hallucinations probably aren't that much of an issue with this because you're, we're working from a very limited data set, right? That's right. You're working from, yeah, here's the user documentation. So a trusted set there. Now uh -huh. we've also been, uh, you know, some of the team has, has been going through different, through different uh, questions and also waiting the answers. So they're they're also improving the, uh, okay. the training of the chat GPT. Okay, so that's, I guess, another important point then is that this is coming to me as an end user with some training in place already. It's not just going to have to sort of, I'm not starting from scratch with it. That's correct. So you mentioned making open API calls to chat GPT. Does this mean, uh, do I need an instance of open AI running in my data center or is this sending calls out to the internet? What, how, does, how is it all fitting together? Yeah, it's actually using the Open AI uh, API, so it is making there's a connectivity there between uh, essentially on the management network. Mm -hmm. uh, it needs to have reachability to the internet and to uh, Open AI. That's good to know. 
There's going to be some conversations around that uh, as well. Some of it into a production network, but uh, you know the first uh, deployment um, or the first uh, experimentation with this is going to be into uh, labs. Yeah. Okay. And again, this is something that I can just download and install onto SR Linux. Correct. It's a uh, essentially it's an add-on application. It's an open community-based uh, application. Uh, we'll put something in the uh, footnotes, uh, a link to where you can get some more information to, where you can actually get the application and install it onto uh, SR Linux uh, deployment. Is this a licensed product at the moment or something else? No, we have like a library of different uh, NDKs. Uh, that are just generally available, so there's no uh, license. It's uh, free to use. Okay. We probably should have said this at the beginning, but what is the application called? You know, in the CLI, we call it Ask AI, but we also call it uh, SRL, which is uh, SR, SRL or SR Linux uh, GPT. Okay. okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to get the GPT in there because that's, that's, that's all the fashion. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and is it currently available? Yes, it is. And we'll put a link uh, on your webpage to uh, where you can find uh, the actual uh, uh, application. Yeah. And uh, Greg, you referenced that Nokia has put together a demo video of this. And also um, Nokia has partnered with Packet Pushers on what we call a Demo Bytes video that'll be up uh, on the Packet Pushers YouTube channel where uh, Ethan Banks is interviewing uh, Erwan James from Nokia, where they actually walk through a session using Ask AI. So if you want to see it in action for yourself, I'd, I'd recommend go looking at that. And we'll have those links in the show notes as well. Yeah. I think it's super interesting in the sense that if you wanted to understand, this is a sort of a proof of concept, I think, showing what an LLM AI, what AI LLM, large language models, natural query languages can do in the context of networking. I, I'm i not necessarily sure that Alan would tell you that everybody should have it and be able to run it, but this might be a proof of concept that will set you thinking about how you could use this in your network. And at the very least, you should go and look at it and think about how this is relevant to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would agree with that. And, mm. you know, like I said, uh, one of the first uh, use cases, a little, probably a little bit different than what people imagine for uh, AI. And this is more like having a super user, an expert, uh, readily available for you. You can ask questions without uh, knowing the specific uh, syntax. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, it can come back with some uh, some good answers. And they're always on call. You don't have to worry about waking them up at 2 a.m. to ask a question. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I can see some IT managers typing their commands in and thinking that they know, know how to do networking. <laughs> <laughs> they probably won't know how to interpret the responses, but at least they'll be able to type in some commands and convince themselves they've still got it. All right. Well, we've uh, run out of time for this episode, but if uh, people are curious about this tool, Alan, where should they go? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, online resources for it. First, you can go to the Nokia Enterprise Cloud Networking webpage. And then for more uh, detailed technical information, you can always go to the Learn SR Linux uh, webpage, and that'll have the uh, specifics on how to install the application, get it up and uh, up and running. And uh, I look forward to uh, people's uh, comments back on uh, their uh, experimentation with this. All right, fantastic. We'll also have all those links in the show notes that accompany this podcast, plus many more. Uh, thank you, Alan, for joining us. And thanks to Nokia for being a sponsor. As always, we appreciate you, the listener, for giving us your time and attention. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, we've got a ton of other nerdy technical podcasts, all available for free at packofpushers.net. You can also check out what we're doing on LinkedIn, hear us on Spotify, and if you would, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.